Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying the seventh chapter of Ilchot Ma'achalot Asurot. In this chapter, we deal with the laws of Helev. Helev is a type of fat, or moreover, is part of the uh, body fats of the animal, certain parts of the fats of the animal, which are not allowed to be eaten, which are prohibited from being eaten. Um, and we will see the details of this in the chapter. Now, I must mention that this chapter is very highly detailed in specific body parts of the animal. I will try to explain and describe as much as possible. However, there will be times where I will just translate um, due to the um, de- getting into deeper detail of these things being a bit of a um, difficult, arduous task, um, which could only really be done when showing the animal or, or when pointing at visual images and via recording is a little bit um, uh, difficult and unhelpful, um, I might add. Um, but I, I will give the translation. I'll try to explain as best as possible. Um, let me recommend, by the way, that um, any of you who really want to understand these chapters in depth, um, buy or go see the Yochai Makbili edition of the Mishnah Torah, which he, of this um, of these halachot, in, in the back of the book he has um, pictures and images of the whole um, uh, of all of the relevant m- um, material. So with that, let's start. Halacha Aleph. Ha'ochel kazait chayev b'mezid chayav karet bishogeg mebichatat kebua. Anybody who eats kazait, a olive size of chayev, and we will explain exactly what fats are considered halev and what are not considered halev in, in depth in this chapter. So, But I will use the word halev from here on out to describe it. I won't translate body fats or whatever, just for the sake of ease of um, teaching. So somebody who eats halev on purpose is liable um, for karet, and somebody who does it not on purpose, bishogeg, has to bring a korban hatat, a um, offering. In Bet Hamikdash, ubeferush b'Torah she'eno chayav al ela al shelosha mine behemat tehora bilvad chen emar kol chelav shor vechesa ba'ez lo tochelu. And it is mentioned in the Torah ex- explicitly that the there are only three animals which are their halavim are prohibited to be eaten, as it says in the pasuk, any chelav of of an ox or a sheep or a goat you shall not eat. So we see here that it's oxen, sheep, and goats. Um, obviously, cows, male, female, it doesn't matter. But the word ox is mentioned here. Um, obviously, also to include female ca- cow. Um, but only three animals in principle. Whether he ate from the halib of a um, one of these three animals, ox, goat, or sheep, that were done shehitan, or whether he ate from nebelot, that they weren't done shehitan, um, he is liable for doing that as a transgression. However, any other animals, whether tehora or tema'a, whether pure or impure animal, kosher or not kosher, um, their halev is like the rest of their meat. It is mutar, it is permitted to be eaten. Also, um, uh, a prematurely born animal from the three animals that their halavim are not permitted, prohibited, um, ox, sheep, and goats, um, also a prematurely animal of these, um, prematurely born animal of these, their halav is um, not um, uh, unpermitted. However, somebody who eats 
kazait from a prematurely born animal who is assumingly dead um, does receive lashing for eating nebela. Nebela is a dead animal that didn't get done shechita on properly. Somebody who eats the helv of a nebela or a terefa of an animal that is not permitted to be eaten for another reason Either it was an evela, it died without being done shechitan, or terefa, it had some sort of maim, it was maimed in a way that made it not not um, allowed to be eaten. Somebody who eats helif from one of these animals, he receives two, he is um, liable for two avonot. Um, first, hayav mishum ochel helif, mishum ochel nebela utrefa, he is liable for eating helif, and he is liable for eating nebela utrefa. Mitoch shenosafa isur bipsara hashayam mutar, nosafa lahelif ulfichach lokesh shetayim. Now, we said in chapter 5, I explained that there are certain, um, that in principle, any surhal alisur, you don't have two um, non-permitted things, um, uh, two, you don't, you're not, li- when a person does, um, more. sorry, let me fix myself, when something is not permitted, when something is prohibited to be done, um, you don't add a prohibition on that prohibition. So the example we gave there is the meat of an ebelah that was um, cooked in halav. I mean, the meat, meat is not allowed to be cooked in milk. And you're not allowed to enjoy that, the, something that comes out of the meat that was cooked in milk at all. So let's say an ebelah was cooked in milk. Will you, be, will you be liable for two or one transgressions? So when you do it, of course, you have transgressed. Somebody, the person doing it has transgressed two transgressions to scriptural law transgressions however he will receive in punishment in fact only one punishment however there are certain things that you can receive two punishments for and this is one of them this is what we call um isur bat ahat a um disallowance or a prohibition that comes at once when the prohibition when the prohibited material or prohibited whatever object, or in our case, the prohibited animal to be eaten, that's not kosher. Um, when the prohibition comes, arrives at once on the same object, then the person transgressing this prohibited action um, can in fact be liable for two prohibitions. So here we see we have an animal. And the animal, when it was alive, it was if, you, if proper shahita would have been done on it, it would have been allowed to be eaten. However... <laughs> Um, because once it died, it became nevila. Once it died without being done shechitan, it became nevila, and then the whole animal became disallowed, including its halavim. So the halavim, at once, when the animal died, the halavim became disallowed in the animal, and whether shechitan would have been done or not, the halavim would have still been disallowed. So it was the same part of the animal that was just added another um, um, isur on it, added another disallowance or prohibition on it. I hope that was clear. Um, again, I mean, I mean, I, I tried giving it, um, uh, at making it as clear as possible over here. And therefore, if a person eats a halav of a he will be liable for two um, uh, transgressions, and he will receive punishment, in fact, for two transgressions. Halacha gimel. Hashohet behema umasa bahashalil kol had bomutar vafilu mesa ochaim peneshu ke eber mimena. Somebody who does shahita on an animal, he finds in it a um, uh, embryo of an animal that was supposed to have been born. The embryo or the animal inside the embryo, its halev is not prohibited to be eaten. Even if you found the embryo alive, in other words, the baby inside the embryo, we found it alive, um, the head of it is allowed to be eaten because it is like a body part of the animal that was done shechita'an. 
ואם שלמו לחודש שבוע מסעו חי אף על פי שלא הפריס על הכלכה ואין עושה ריחשה חיטה חלבו אסור וחייבין עליו כרת. And if he found this animal, the embryo, alive, inside the mother's womb, after doing שחיטה, even though the animal did not touch the ground with its feet, And we said, as we said, it does not really need shahita from scriptural law, however, from oral law once it, um, it does not need shahita from scriptural law, or from oral law once the, in fact, once the feet don't touch, till the feet touch the ground, its halib is nevertheless asur, its halib is nevertheless prohibited, v'haibin alaf karet, and the transgressor of this prohibition is liable for karet. Umosi'in mimenu kol achotim v'akirumot asurin kish'ara behemot, and whatever um, prohibited parts of that animal must be taken out just like in any other animal. And this is because although the animal is allowed to be eaten without being done shahita'an, however, for things like halev and kerumot and hutin, veins and different um, parts, um, um, uh, peelable parts in the animal's body parts, these things, their prohibition is not conditioned by whether it needs shahitan, but rather they're conditioned by the age of the animal. We will see that in halakha um, a little bit later on, that the age being has to be nine months to make these things prohib- prohibited. So here we have an animal that's nine months old, even though shahita does not need to be done on it, and it could be eaten without shahita, um, still the halavim are disallowed. Um, and this is a very important halakha. Somebody stuck his hand into the womb of an animal and he pulled out the halev of a child that was in its mother's womb, a baby that was in its mother's womb, a baby animal in its mother's womb, that was done, that its months were over, that it was already mature, fully matured in the womb, and, uh, namely nine months old, and he took out a piece of the halev. He has considered to have, this halev is prohibited, and it is considered to be a transgression of halev, and it is as though he took the halev out of the mother's womb. Why? Because the chodashim hen halev. The months are those which cause halev to be prohibited, as I explained in the previous halakha, and this is the guiding rule for the halakha of a baby in a mother's womb um, regarding its halavim and hutin kerumot and its um, uh, different veins and peelable areas and certain peelable areas in the inner organs of the animal that are also prohibited. Halakha he. In this halakha, so from these halakhot onwards, um, for the next couple of halakhot, for the next four to five halakhot, we will see exactly the details regarding what and where the halavim are. Um, these are, as I mentioned, types of fats. That from, with the naked eye, um, to the best of my knowledge, it is, not po- it is not possible to see the difference between halavim and fats. In other words, they're the same material. It's a fat, in a sense. But it's fats that are prohibited, and therefore they have a special name, halav. Um, and if anybody thinks otherwise and has a reason to think otherwise, I'd love to hear. Um, this is, however, my understanding of these halachot. Um, so, halacha he. Shalosha halabin en shehaibin alehem karet. Halab she'al akerev, veshe'al akelayot, sorry, veshe'al sheteh akelayot, veshe'al akesalim. So there are three halavim which are prohibited from scriptural law, and the transgressor, the eater of these halavim, will be liable for hayuv karet, being cut off from the world to come. And these are the halavim that are on the kelayot, namely the halavim that are on the kidneys of the animal. We will see exactly where 
on the kidneys. There are different areas, different sides, different um, parts, and I will try to get into the, as much detail as possible given the um, uh, form of this class, but um, it'll be a little difficult to teach it um, or, um, uh, with audio. However, it will be understandable, so I do recommend listening onwards. <laughs> um, so, the, so the halif that is on the kidneys, um, that on two of the kidneys, and on the kerev, the kerev is a different, in, sorry, first kerev, which is a different, um, uh, which is a word um, regarding the entire stomach region of the animal, um, its um, uh, digestive system, etc. Vishya ala kesalim, and the kesalim are, what could best be described as the hips of the animal. However, the aliyah, which is the tail of the animal, which has is an area with a lot of fat, um, in the animal, um, is allowed to be eaten. Even though there's a lot of fat there, it is allowed to be eaten. Um, and however, there is reason to think that it wouldn't be allowed to be eaten. We will see right now. Halev in the pasuk was called. Um, I'm sorry, the aliyah, the tail of the animal, consisting of a lot of fat was called Halev in the Pasuk. It says in Vehikrib Halboha Aliyah in the book of Ayikra, Levitic, um, uh, Leviticus chapter 3, Pasuk Tet, Pasuk 9, verse 9. Um, so you would say, oh, look, the Aliyah is Halev. It should be um, prohibited from being e- eaten. However, um, it wasn't called Halev. Only, it was called Halev, moreover. It was called Halev only for the matter of Korban. For the matter of offering in Beit Hamikdash, just like the kelayot yoterat akabed were called so in, in for matter of korban, and just like we say halev haaris, the great the fat of the land v'halev kiliot hita, um, fat, fat or prosperous wheat stalks, shehutuvam, which means the good of the land. Now. Really, the word halev has two connotations. So maybe its original, con- um, so so its connotation can be halev. Um, two references. It refers to two th- different separate things. So the first reference could be halev, as we see here, here in these halachot, the halev that is prohibited from being eaten. But the second reference could be simply as a um, adjective describing good of something. So when we say we're saying the good of the land, the fat of the land. Um, it, it's more of an adjective. It acts there as an adjective and not as a noun. So that is, and that is why, um, although aliyah was called halev in the pasuk, it wasn't referring to aliyah being halev in the sense of a noun, but rather more of as, as an adjective. And because these things were given to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the offering in the Korban and Beit HaMikdash, they were called Halev because these were things that were very, um, um, were very good parts of the animal. Because the best things are, the, are those that are given to Hashem. And therefore it says in, um, in Terumat Ma'asir, which is something else, which will be described in later books, um, when you give the Halev from it. The Terumah is something that is given to Beit HaMikdash, so here, or to the Kohen. Um, so we see here, also the word Halev is mentioned. So the stomach of the animal 
consists, as I said, of the digestive system. So there are certain parts of the digestive system. So the helivre is on the parts of the digestive system that are called misos and bitkosot, are what we call the helivre of the kerev, of the stomach. And the helivre of the inner thighs of the animal um, also are um, not allowed to be eaten. That is what we call helivre hakesalim, the helivre of the hips, so thighs. ויישם חלב על הקיבה עקום כמו קשת, והוא אסור, וחוט משוך כמו יתר, והוא מותר. And there's a חלב um, uh, on the digestive system of the animal, which is um, bent like a, like a rainbow, like a bow, which is not allowed. And a חוט משוך כמו יתר, and that is מותר. A חוט משוך כמו יתר is like the string that is... Pulled from the bow, like there's a, there's a bow, an arrow, so the bow is a little bent, and the string that's there is like more straight, so that is not prohibited. Also, another law, the strings, the different strings, or I would say probably this is in reference to veins or, or very small veins of that are in the halav are also prohibited from being eaten. However, however they are not, they do not hold their eater liable for karet. Or fats that are completely covered, completely cased in meat from all their sides are allowed to be eaten. The halav on the kesalim are those that the, that the scripture prohibited, not those that are inside completely cased in the kesalim. Also, the halav that is on the kidneys, the kidneys is disallowed, not the halav that is inside, cased inside the kidneys. And nevertheless, the white fats that are inside the kidney should be taken out, and then only then the kidney should be eaten. However, he does not, when, when taking out the white fats inside the kidneys, sorry, the fats inside the kidneys, um, they do not need to be um, looked after in very um, stringent depth. There are two like strings, I would say. Petila is like a, a wick that is on a candle, so like a string of sorts of halev that are in the base of the hips next to the waist of the animal. Um, this is the area, that, that area is called, um, uh, next to the hip bone, what is called sir, the sirloin area of the meat, um, to the best of my knowledge at least. So, When the animal is alive, this halev is clearly visible in the stomach region of the animal. However, when the animal dies, obviously after post-shahita, the animal is dead, um, the meat covers it in a way that it, it becomes completely covered by meat. However, nevertheless, this is still um, prohibited because this isn't halav that the meat covers it naturally, but rather it is meat that is covered only because Upon death, the animal, I guess, the musculature of the animal closes in a way that it becomes closed that as though it's covered, but it's not really covered naturally. And the guiding rule here is that any area 
that is found, any fat, any halev that is found only after ripping open the meat, tearing the meat, not splitting the meat, tearing the meat is allowed. However, if you had to split the meat, like in our case, and it was in one of the and it was in one of the places that we said are prohibited, then this is not considered, uh, and then this is not considered basar halev sheha basar chofelto halev that the meat is covering it, that the flesh is covering it, but rather this is considered regular halev. The halib of the heart and the halib of the intestines of the animal. And these are like um, uh, the small intestine and the large intestine, what is called sometimes the colon. Um, these are all allowed. And these are like fats which are allowed to be eaten. Except the top of the um, intestine that is closest to the stomach of the animal, right? There's the stomach of the animal where the food is, so to speak, processed before being put into the intestines of the animal this is how the digestive system works it goes into the it starts at the animal's mouth of course and it goes into the esophagus um, of course some uh, there's what is called ma'alegira um, that the animal spits up the food and then puts it back into its stomach a few times so I'm not going to get into that but after leaving the stomach the food goes into the intestines of the animal and the top of the intestine that is closest to the stomach which is the beginning of the intestines this that halev, the halev there is not allowed and it must be um, uh, taken off. And this is what we call the halev that is on the thin intestine, the small intestine that is prohibited. And however, there are from the geonim, um, a period of rabbis, the Babylonian rabbis, right after post the Talmud. Then these are um, given a lot of respect and their piske halacha are of high importance. Their halachic rulings are of very high importance and um, highly regarded by Haram Bam and his entire school. So some of the Geonim said, that when, we, that when it was sp- discussed in the Talmud that there's the top of an intestine, that the halev on top of it is disallowed, it wasn't referring to the top of the intestine closest to the stomach, but rather it was referring to the end of the intestine, um, the, uh, the area right before the food leaves the animal's body. Um, however, Haram Bam's ruling is that it is the top of the intestine, namely that which is closest to the stomach of the animal. Halakha yod. Now, in these following halachot, we're going to be dealing with hutim and kerumim, with different veins and peel, um, and, and, and thin peel area, uh, peels, I would say, um, in certain organs of the animal which have to be taken out and are not allowed to be eaten. I, I, I would say kerum is like membrane, and hot is different veins from all sizes. We have thicker veins, right, arteries and veins and, and thin, thin little um, um, blood vessels. So, and, and, and when he says hotin, he's referring to all of those. He doesn't, there's no difference here between the different, I mean, I mean it, the rabbis, the Talmudic rabbis and, and Harambam included did make a different, differentiate between different vessels. But here when he's saying hotin and kerumin, he's just referring to different membranes and strings. Hot literally means string in Hebrew. So there are different membranes and vessels, blood vessels, that are prohibited. Some of them are prohibited because of halev, and some of them are prohibited because of the prohibition of eating blood of that, we, that was mentioned in chapter 5 or 6. I think it was um, 
sorry, chapter 6. And any membrane or blood vessel that is disallowed, that is prohibited, it is prohibited from the pasuk and any blood you shall not eat, um, shall be taken out, should be taken out, and only then should the meliha be done on the meat and then the whole cooking process. As was said in Perek Vav, Halacha 10. However, if he cut it off and then did meliha, he does not need to take it out. And if he's doing sali, if he's um, uh, roasting the animal on fire, um, then he does not need to take it out completely. Because the fire gets rid of the blood that is inside these vessels. Um, one moment. So hatachom means to literally take the entire vessel out, and lintoloto means to, t- sorry, lintoloto means to take the entire vessel out. Hatachom means to just cut the vessel in a manner which will allow the blood to come out, um, so that when we do melecha, when salting the meat, all the blood comes out. So if he does seli, if he roasts it, um, he doesn't need to take it out, but rather he just needs to, um, uh, he needs to, um, uh, he he could just cut it so that the blood comes out. However, any vessel or membrane that is prohibited from the pasuk of he, from the prohibition of halev, whether he does sali roasting or bishul, which is cooking, he needs to take it out completely out of the animal. Cutting it isn't enough, but he needs to take it completely out um, because it is a high prohibition. There are three vessels in the kesalim. And we said before that the kesalim are the waist region of the animal, the waist hip region of the animal. I'm not gonna, obviously, I'm not going not gonna to say exactly where. So there are three on the, on the right side and two on the left side. The three veins or blood vessels, these are probably, this is probably referring to rather large blood vessels, so probably veins or arteries, that are on the right, the three that are on the right, each one of them splits into two, into two, two, into like four, four different um, the, uh, splits, four different paths. The two that are on the left side split into three, into two um, paths of three. And all of them are prohibited from halev. Also, the um, vessels in the also the vessel in the spleen, the vessels in the spleens and the kidneys are prohibited from halev. Continuation of halachayod alef. Also, the membrane that is on the spleen and the membrane that is on the kidneys and the membrane that is on the um kelayot uh, kesalim, which is not the kidneys, the um uh, the um uh, hip region of the animal. There's some uh, supposed to be some sort of membrane there, um, and the membrane that is on the kidney. Are prohibited from halev. And the membrane that is on the um, pointy area of the spleen is the, its prohibition is karet, and the rest of the membrane is prohibited, but not from karet. And there are two membranes on the kilia on the kidney. The top membrane. Its prohibition uh, is, is the person eating it is liable 
of from karet kahelif shalakuliyah like anybody eating halif that is on the kiliyah. But the lower one, the, I think it's the inner, the, the one that is more inside, is like the rest of the membranes and um, vessels, which are prohibited, but not from karet. They don't hold the person eating them liable from karet. The different vessels around the heart and the vessels around the hand, the, the leg, or the, the hand of the animal, I mean the leg of the animal, and the vessels around the breast of the animal, or the, um, the nipple of the animal, Sorry, excuse me, let me fix that. And the Makbili, Yochai Makbili explains that Alkis is referring to the beginning of the tail of the animal. Um, the tail of the animal. And um, uh, also, the apparently in the lower cheek where the tongue is, there's, there are some vessels there that are, ve- that are um, very, very visible. And they look like some sort of... Um, uh, they're right there on both sides. And also, the... Different little vessels that are inside hell of itself that are very, very, very small and, and like spiderweb-like, one inside another. And the different, the membrane that is on top of the brain, on top, or on top of the testicles of the animal, all of these are prohibited from dam. The testicles of a gedir tale, of a kid or a lamb, that did not that weren't 30 days old the te- these testicles are allowed to be cooked without the membrane being peeled off even though however if 30 days passed and um, small little blood vessels are visible in the area we know that blood started coming to that area and therefore um, that it shouldn't be cooked until the membrane is peeled off or that the, the membrane is cut and done miliha'an as was described in Halachayot Gimel. In Perekvav Halachayot Gimel. However, if, um, there weren't any red blood vessels there yet and the, even though the animal was above 30 days old, they are, prohi- they are, they are allowed to be eaten. And the inner part of the intestines, um, they don't hold blood inside them. Harambam now is making a ruling from his own um, thought. Okay, and whenever he says Yira'eli, it means that it wasn't specifically mentioned in the Talmud, and Talmudic law, and this is his own ruling. So here I'm making his own ruling on these different vessels and membranes that we said are prohibited. He's saying they're prohibited, in his opinion, from scripture, from oral law, not from scriptural law. That meaning um, that if they're not prohibited from scriptural law, it means that they are um, uh, that the person transgressing and eating them is not liable for karet, and we saw that in halachayot bet as well. Um, we said um, a certain part of the kilya of the kidney that the the lo, the inner part of the membrane of the kidney that is um, uh, um, not does not hold the person liable for karet. So so we saw that. So that's interesting. So Haramam's ruling here is clear. He says this from scriptural oral law, not scriptural law, from the rabbis. 
if you say, Harambam says that one, if you say that they are prohibited from scriptural law, as it says in the Torah, from, from what it says in the Torah, any halav and any blood shall not be eaten. He says, okay, if you want to say that they're from, oral, from scriptural law, well, the punishment for them is not the punishment of any way of somebody eating halav, but rather it's mardut, not, not malkut. It's a lashing that's from the oral law, not from scriptural law. Um, and therefore, it's, even if you want to say that it's from oral law, um, from scriptural law, um, it's most definitely not a full transgression. And maybe you could say it's a half of a transgression. Um, a half of the transgression, meaning that there is a minimum in certain and many transgressions, there's a minimum that has to be done in order to, to hold the person liable for punishment. So when we say half a transgression, we're actually saying that this transgression is as though it was below that minimum. So although it is not permitted to be done, it is not considered to be at the level of that minimum holding the person liable for punishment of that transgression. Dalit. Um, when so we obviously in the earlier chapter we spoke about meliha about salting so salting should not be the halavim should not um, the meat shall not be should not be salted with the halavim still on it and it should not be cleaned with the halavim still on it. And the knife that halavim were cut with it should not cut meat. And the, the, the vessel in which the um, uh, halavim were cleaned in, the meat should not be cleaned in. And therefore, the um, butcher needs to have, or, or the um, slaughterer needs, I think it's but, butcher and slaughterer, they were the same person in those days in any event. The person in charge of the meat, the butcher, um, Needs to have three knives. One that he does shechitan, one that he cuts the meat with, and one that he cuts halavim with. And if it is the custom of the place that hadaha is done on the meat in the store itself before selling, um, then the person, then the tabah, the butcher, needs to have two vessels for rinsing the meat. Um, two vessels of water for rinsing the meat. One that he rinses the meat itself and one that he rinses the halavim off the meat. And it is prohibited on the butcher to um, uh, to spread the halav on the meat to make it look nicer and more shiny, right? The halav is, is a type of fat, and when you spread it on top of the meat, you're making the meat look shinier. So it is prohibited for the tabakh to do that. Because the halav is very thin, and also the, the membrane on the halav is very thin, and, if, and, and even when you have the pure fat as is, it's very thin, the membrane holding it, as one piece, and when you put it on the meat, it'll it's um, bound to um, dissolve into the meat partially, and this is um, and, and then it enters the meat that is being sold. And all these things are prohibited to be done. However, if they are done, the meat is not um, uh, completely not allowed to be eaten. So it's still allowed to be eaten after the fact. Obviously, um, from the get go, these things are not allowed to be done. Also, the person doing this does not receive lashing, but rather he is, we teach him that he shouldn't do this. 
וכן אין מולכין את הבשר קודם שישים ממנו הכל ומית ואחותין האסורין. Also, מליחה should not be done on the meat until the different vessels and membranes are taken off it. ואם מלאך, מסירה נחש שנמלאך, הוא ענף מליחה was done nevertheless, then he takes them off after the מליחה was done. ואפילו היה בהן גידה נשה, מסירו אחש שנמלאך ומבשל, and even גידה נשה, which is a very important part of the animal organ, which we will see in the next chapter, which deals, most of the next chapter deals with that, or a very big part of the next chapter deals with גידה נשה, even if גידה נשה was left, and then the animal was salted, he still, he just takes גידה נשה out, and then, Um, you can cook the meat. And a butcher that has, he customarily would clean the meat and then um, uh, they, they found after in the meat that he cleaned the um, uh, vessels and membranes that are, dis- that are prohibited they teach him he is to be taught not um, you know that these things have to be cleaned out and we warn him that he shouldn't um, be Take these isurin, take these prohibitions lightly. A continuation of Al-Hakaf of Aleph, and with this we'll finish the chapter. If, however, however, if we find halev in the meat, if it was... The size of a se'ora, which is a very thin amount, is about two centimeters. A se'ora being a um, stalk of a, a, a wheat, a, a, bar, a barley. We take it out. However, if we find after it a olive, if we find after the guy supposedly cleaned the meat, an olive size of halev, which is a very large amount, even in many, and even many places together, all together was an olive size, not in one spot, and just connected all the pieces that were found. Um, this tabah receives a lashing, makat mardut, a scripture, a oral law lashing, a lashing from the rabbis, from rabbinic decree. And he's taken off his position because a tabah, a butcher, is supposed to be trustworthy on these things, and the fact that he's not makes him considered to, consider to have transgressed, and therefore he receives a lashing. And with this, we finish the chapter. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.